This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We watch Christmas with a capital C, the movie, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Here comes Christmas for me. Hey. I'm just chilling. Bazinga. Hey. Okay, hey. bitch. Watch this. Bazinga. Was that was that many versions of did I do that? It was a choir of Urkels, yeah. I didn't distort them, but he did them at different there were pitches. So many bazingas there, in that one. It it really felt like Sheldon had broke. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like staring at a wall, bazinga, just bazinga. rocking back and forth. <laughs> Who am I if I don't bazinga? <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun or Good Christmas Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have we're here to have, we're here to have good, good Christian, Christian fun. fun. Good Christian Fun. What is it? Oh, it's a holiday spectacle filled with dancing, lights, animals, and Mm -hmm, fun. mm -hmm. Um, But it's also where we talk about Christian pop culture. It's a podcast about Christian pop culture. We talk about the music, the movies, the entertainment from this weird and fun subculture that we call home white evangelicalism (laughs) (laughs) well okay home yeah uh yeah because we were both christians that grew up in this world six one half dozen the other though and uh but we still have a little bit of an affection for it listen we may be christians i'm trying to find a a succinct way to do this maybe this can be our little thing we change each time Mm. but like we're christians that don't believe you're going to hell (laughs) like something like that that'd be fun that's really fun we're christians that May not believe there's a hell. Is that well, how you introduce yourself when you meet new people? Too? Yeah, I wanted this hinge date a couple weeks ago. And I said, "Hi, I don't believe you're going to hell." <laughs> uh, but she did leave anyway. Yeah, didn't she say hell sounds more appealing than continuing this date? <laughs> no, she said it feels slightly less appealing, <laughs> which is different. That's good. Caroline, the holidays are upon us. Finally, finally, yeah. we're recording a Christmas episode within the actual season of Christmas. Like, yeah, within I know. I feel days. a little less insane now. It's weird to do Christmas stuff before Thanksgiving. What do you feel like are some Christmas traditions that you want to establish this year for us? Yeah, for us. Um, I'd say <laughs> uh, the spirit of laughter. We could do a Christmas card if you wanted to. Oh, that like from our family to yours. Happy holidays! We should do a Christmas card. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, well, stop there. Hopefully, we'll put this out after we've done it. (laughs) We could take it today. Okay. Okay. Sure. Great. Um. Well, enough daily dallying. Let's get to our very, very special guest. (laughs) Soundboard's going insane. No, it's not the soundboard. It's me, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. He's a writer, actor, and a comedian. You may know from The Office or Jimmy Kimmel Live or Rick and Morty. 
Ladies and gentlemen, give it the hell up for Jeff Loveness! Oh my god. <laughs> I'm descending from the ceiling. Hello! Ooh, Santa's brought you a Jeff Loveness oh on your god. podcast. This is how Carmen feels every day. <laughs> <laughs> Playing out the Fresno like boat Honestly, show. And he if- like walks up to the bathroom mirror and he's like, yeah. If we can make one guest feel like Carmen feels every day, Aww. then we've done our job. That's First of all, tradition. Merry Christmas. I'm not afraid to say it. Whoa. Yes, Merry Christmas. Wow, standing up for your religious rights. Thank you so much. I love that. Interesting. So Are you guys ready to debate uh, national versus federal versus local government <laughs> politics? <laughs> and an extended uh, B plot about a ski championship. Man, I would oh, just—I would Lord. love to hear a movie about that. Honestly, what I you guys would. Sounds good. But more than hearing about a movie like that, I'd like to hear about our guest Jeff Loveness. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Guys, like the one topic I am equipped to talk about. <laughs> I grew up so deep in all of this. Well, oh, yeah, fantastic. this is a a great way for us to book guests. That's a little bit lazier. Is we ask uh, past guests that we've had on. Uh, do you know anybody? Want to do the show? So, so uh, we have a mutual friend of Ross Kimball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said you'd be great for this. The, and lo and behold, yeah, he is the walking embodiment of like a youth pastor, isn't he? He's like oh, imposing yes. and tall and like perpetually thirty-four. Yeah, right. and like you would a never, young Santa. Yeah, <laughs> like a, like a best case scenario of a youth pastor. Yes, works. like yeah. you would never feel unsafe. He's always just no. like here he's, to have a good time and fix things. Yeah, he's he's, he's the jock youth pastor who like does the relay races and like and does <laughs> softball and like. And, and, like really kind of like sometimes loses his temper when he's playing softball. But, like, it, oh. but it's at himself. And yes. He's like, why don't you do the On super? retreat, he insists you call him coach. Yeah. <laughs> he was close. Yeah, he, he I, my youth pastor was Scott McGreeny. And like that name, just Scott McGreeny is Scott such McGreeny. a softball coach. I feel like, that. Yeah. yeah. I can't say my youth pastor's name because I'm legitimately afraid I'd get sued for libel <laughs> by him. I'm, it's very sad. Uh, I know some listeners also have him as a youth pastor anyway. So shouts right. out to PL. <laughs> Uh, but Jeff, what's your what's your background with faith? What's your whole history? Uh, I mean, it was my entire life, like growing up. It, I, I'm from a super small town of like 200 maybe people. Wow. Like it's not even a town. Extremely like, small. Yeah, it's like off the highway called Montgomery Creek up in like super rural northeast California. Like the part that's on fire right now. Oh, no. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's, it's fine. But yeah. The whole but growing life. up, they were on fire for yeah, God. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. And like we were so religious there. I mean. In my small town, there is a post office. There's a gas station that we tried to turn into a library and it failed. Gas station slash <laughs> yeah. library? And there was a church across the street from my house, but we did not go to it because it was not the right denomination. And we oh, drove man. an hour into the big city to go to the right church. What, oh, what, my gosh. What was the right denomination? The right denomination. And like the, the, the town church was just a community church. You know, it wasn't, yeah. you know, but the, the right denomination was Church of Christ. Do you know okay. that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, with uh, no instruments. Right. Yes. No instruments, communion every when. Uh, communion Communion every week and like yeah, yeah very yeah. very certain, very like traditional, yeah. very like hard country. Pastor, Wait, what know? was the one across the street? It, I I don't know. It was just like <laughs> I've, I've, it's I've, like a blot in your memory. We, it, I think no. it was just a community church. Like you know, there was nothing too stringent about yeah, it. But like we, we wanted like the hard truth. We wanted like the hard southern gospel truth. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Sometimes there's this. Uh, 
This even applies to relationships too, that sometimes if something feels hard or difficult, it feels like it's right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So sometimes I feel like that happens a lot with like religion. Oh, that's so much and- the appeal of Christianity a lot of the time. Like, I'm going to quit my job and go do this service thing because that's like the thing I don't want to do. It's right. the climb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is like, even as I'm not a Christian now, but I do kind of love the story and like all the struggle and like all the climbing and that's that grasping, like the, just the verb grasping or whatever. Like, yeah. it's just sure. such a, I love old men with sticks in the desert trying to understand things. Is a, I don't know. I yeah. love the motif. I mean, yeah. what speaks to people looking for purpose more than the idea of mortifying your flesh? <laughs> Honestly, like in sanctification and stuff. So atonement. Oh my Carrying god. Atonement. atonement. Like, yeah. and, and I'm I'm almost like, and I don't want this to sound negative, but I do see this as like the benefit of Christian narratives in a way. In that sense of like, there's a way to connect to this drama that's like very human and very real. I think universal if you look at like other shared myths, especially from that time too. Sure, yeah. Where it's like, oh, there's a reason this speaks to us. So yeah, so yeah, it's the like drama d- of it. It's deep within our DNA. Yeah. And like it's, it's surprisingly made me a better writer, I think, like all this Bible knowledge. That really? Oh, 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 for sure. Because like, it's like ancient epic literature too. Absolutely, you know, yeah. It's as if we studied Beowulf our whole lives. It is weird. <laughs> like, yeah, like it, it. evangelical Christianity is such like surface level like c- commercialism, but like the actual like Bible is metal as hell. Like it's mm-hmm. super cool. Sure, <laughs> Sure. Like, it's helped me as a comic book writer or even a comedy writer. Like the Rick and Morty room, we're always talking about like biblical myths and like, you know, deep stories and all that. And like, Ooh, interesting. yeah, it is weird how it's like, it was the bane of my life and I had to like flee from it. But like coming back, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, Job is pretty cool. <laughs> There's some good I like Elijah. Here, yeah. <laughs> you learn something from every relationship, yes. even <laughs> with this one. But Church of Christ was hard. They did not do instruments. No, I think that was the main, <laughs> if it comes down to it, I think like the main reason we didn't go to that community church is like they had a piano. Like that yeah. was the main. <laughs> and it was just like, one piano. Yeah, they just had a piano. Wow. And, and the and like the pastor was our friend. He was our neighbor. So I oh. always wonder if he was like offended that we drove an yeah. hour <laughs> He's like, to get away from walk his church. across the street. <laughs> oh. Piano. That's loaded. That's a loaded neighborly relationship. I know. Oh, he's a great guy. But yeah, and then like, yeah, I think the other church, though, they had a youth group. You know, there was like mm-hmm. younger kids. I think Scott McGreeny made a big difference and, you know, they wanted mm-hmm. me to go there. He was Church of Christ. He was Church. Yeah, oh, Scott okay. McGreeny was Church of Christ, had the goatee, cargo shirts, like cargo shorts. A cargo shirt would be amazing. That'd be incredible. <laughs> Pockets on the <laughs> side of your shirt. That's a good change. <laughs> think of all the, the crackers Saddle you could bags. keep in there for the cracker whistle challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the pockets are all in the back. I, like, I love Scott. He was always trying to do like those big like youth pastor moments when they really go for it. Yeah. Like, oh, sure. Like, we were at Bible camp and like, I think about, this is probably like what, it might be the funniest thing I've ever <laughs> witnessed in my life. So it was like Sierra Bible camp and it was like the midnight devotional. So like, you know, the little kids have gone away. The, the adults have gone away. Now it's just like the teens and it's time for the teen talk. Oh, uh, teen like, time. Yeah. He, he like locked the doors or like made it clear that like, you know, we're not leaving. Like this is serious what? stuff. And he's like, and he got real quiet. He's uh. like, guys, like, do you think there's a sin in your life too big for God? Then why are you holding it back? Like, why are you lying to yourself about it? Why, you know, why are you keeping it deep within so it eats you up? And it's like, wow. And he, he points to a cross and he got out all these post-it notes. He's like, I want you to write your sin. I want you to write your deepest, darkest sin. And I want you to put it on that cross because that's what Jesus did for you. He took oh, that sin. Like, oh, and I was like, oh my God. And this like, is like a common practice yeah, 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 in junior yeah. high. Oh, doing, they, yeah. Okay, like great. Putting your sin or something on like an object. So, okay. So we all did it. And like, you know, the song, like we're all kind of singing a song mm-hmm. and we all like put the post-it on the, on the cross. And I was so. Also then, think about these are like 14 year olds. Oh, so your deepest, darkest sin is like. Yeah. 
and then, jerking off or something. You know, let like, me know. Yeah. <laughs> like I killed a guy. <laughs> money, I've money laundering, vehicular <laughs> manslaughter. I started the Gulf War. I have a second family. <laughs> but like, and then he's like, "That felt good, didn't it? it felt hard." He's like, and now I'm going to read it for all of us. <gasps> no, yes, that's not a that's part the, of it. That's no. the turn. And he's like, "I'm going to read, read it." He read all of them. He gets. He gets, so he's like, but anonymously. Anonymously, but like small youth group. Yeah, like there's like a twenty dozen, kids. You know, you know who's who. And so he's like, sex. <sighs> yeah, I mean, hey, we all struggle with that guy. It's like <laughs> drugs. <sighs> Been there. Porn. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Porn. <laughs> yeah, he just pornography. Okay, yeah, so we're all going through stuff. <laughs> like, and he, he like was trying to make this big moment, but he just outed all these having kids. Having to keep saying porn over he and over. Said, he said porn about five or six times before he just stopped. Yeah, so we're all going through stuff. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, no. You yada, yada, yada everyone sins. He started, so funny. He started so intense, then saw the era of his ways and was trapped and then had to bail on it. Well, that is, I mean, that's the logical end to that, yeah. though. Like that's Caroline amazing. was saying, it's such a low ceiling of that's what you could even accomplish sin-wise. <laughs> and all of us age. are just looking around, like, just quietly, like, like oh, yeah. You're like, well, statistically, of the porns that were on the yeah. cross, it's probably that guy. I always loved, I mean, I'm not loved, like, in retrospect, did you have those awkward, like, sex talk days mm-hmm. where they would, like... With youth group, it was a little more, and growing up, I don't know if it was a little freer in Northern California, but <laughs> in, in Bible Belt, in Texas, like, mm. in Houston suburbs... It was still a little more evangelical culture mixed with Southern culture, which sometimes right. can just be very hush-hush uh, about sex stuff. Sure, not even like purity talks or anything like that? Purity talks existed, but even that, I don't have I don't have strong memories of like, that's why I wear this ring. Right, and that's right. why, you know, like uh, we didn't have that as much. It was mostly, which unfortunately is why there was like six accidental pregnancies from our youth group Ooh, because yeah. it wasn't. Maybe. You don't have any sex ed. Yeah, because it was like abstinence only. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and ours, yeah, ours was not sex ed at all. It was just don't have sex, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they would bring in like trusted men from like the the you know like older men. And looking back, power team. His na- yeah, yeah. His name was Mike, and he worked at Walmart. <laughs> like that was the older, more respected guy, and he was just to there t- to teach you about abstinence. Yeah, a man I had no relationship with, didn't really know at all. He worked at the Walmart distribution center down the <laughs> and he was just there to say don't have sex. <laughs> Yeah, not like a specialist in the field or like, I work with kids and I see what they're just like, maybe foxes and I got sperm and uh, all those books, like every young man's battle or things like all. Oh, they got, they got real flavorful at the end too, because I keep adding adjectives to it because, because it was. Yeah, we've talked about Every this, young I'm sure. Every young man's horniest battle. Yeah. Well, no, it was, uh, or I guess it modifiers to the noun. So it was every man's battle, yeah. then every young man's battle, then every woman's battle, every young woman's every battle. Every baby's battle. Every <laughs> every little baby's battle. Every toddler's <laughs> battle. Every dad's battle. And they kind of like those chicken soup for the soul books yeah. where it's yeah. like chicken soup for the white soul or whatever yeah. it was. Did you, um, when I was going to a Christian school and I, my whole ninth grade year, our Bible class was like basically only focused on dating. and like but not dating courtship and our teacher was like pushing that pretty hard did you ever get like a courtship talk courtship i had heard the word tossed around a lot and i also got sent to like a baptist high school so like they were yeah like so i know a lot about like seven day creationism and like i don't know how old the earth actually is i don't know how science works at all to this day (laughs) still three to four thousand yeah gotta miss that chunk yeah um Well, just go read Genesis. Yeah, know. they talked about courtship a lot. I did not date anyone in high school. That I, no one really. I, it was just I just like comic books a lot. Like it was like, like no it wasn't one, an issue. 
issue. Yeah, no one put that much effort into it with me. I think they knew that I was a loser and like <laughs> there were like <laughs> I didn't Not really a get... loser. You're writing post-its with porn on it, putting yeah. them to crosses. That's rock and roll, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? True, true. <laughs> Did not. Oh, oh wait, no, oh, no. I shouldn't say your name. I'm sorry. Let's let's take we that out. Bleepy? Oh, sure. <laughs> She's very nice. We were in drama together. We'll call her Cassandra. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cassandra was in drama and did not want. <laughs> she was wonderful. Eleven. She was. We were in a Christian play. Like our, it was a high school, and like our any play was like any real play was like you know had too many adult themes. It was too you know. So like our, was it a public high school? No, or? it was like a. I guess a private school, but private not, not like school? a good private school, yeah. like a you know a bad. I had a bad education. <laughs> Wait, do you remember the books? Was it Bob Jones? Rebecca? Bob Jones University, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Jones University textbooks with lots of like draw, crayon, not crayon, like pencil inked drawings of dinosaurs, or like yeah. people on, yep. di- yeah, all that stuff. I should have kept it. And a lot of well, no, there was there was these amazing threads going around on Twitter a couple of months ago of people being like, "Here's what's in Bob Jones." Oh University yeah, books. It's insane. Yeah. And like, what's the guy's name? The Australian guy, Ken Ham. Ken Ham. Yes, the, the guy, creationist the, museum, all that stuff. I used yeah. to think that man was like a genius debater. Really? Like, oh, I used to think like oh, it yeah. was like like a, his apologetics are so tight. A, yeah, answer for airtight everything. apologetics. And all he said was, <laughs> "Were you there?" And God, no, God was. And that, and that was the <laughs> end of the argument. Caroline, tell me if I'm getting this meme right. Ken Ham walked so Jordan Peterson could run. <laughs> I think the steps are right? there. I, yeah. Is Jordan Peterson Christian at all or just like a no, Nazi? He's like a Nazi. Appealing like a, to people's logic. Right, right, right. In, oh, in, that, right. in that sense. <laughs> anyway. They love logic. Hey, if you love Jordan Peterson, um, why? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so you were a part of this youth group. Were you pretty into it? Like, do you remember loving it? I remember trying to really be into it because that yeah. was like my only social connection, and like, and especially like the ba- Baptist high school too. That was my only like social connection. Mm-hmm. It was very, very limited. Did you not have extracurriculars or anything? Uh, not. Re- I mean, I was in theater, but yeah. then the theater was also Christian, and it's so, like I was in my youth group. Had a briefly, we had a brief. A sketch comedy group called Crosswalk. Yes. And it, it was comedy with a message. And oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Was it sketches? Comedy it was like, message. I guess. Like, I mean, again, I was like in sixth grade, so I can't remember. Are but any I, of them on video? No, I don't think. It, we did it like once at Bible camp, and I think we all knew that the, it was not really working. It wasn't getting the giggles the way you wanted <laughs> and or it, the conversion. I remember it ended with someone getting crucified. So, and oh it, that was like, But it was like a deep moment, and it did not land. I and, feel like uh, a Christian comedy with a message always ends up like, unnecessarily offensive. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, <laughs> it relies fairly hard on some weird stereotypes, like what are you drunken thinking of? women who are, like, too slutty to know even where their shirt is sure. or something like that. <laughs> are you talking about, like, stand-up comedy stuff? Um, or? I don't know. I guess that, or just a mix of, like, skits and things like that. Skits, yes. Yeah, or it's just, just the like, word it's, skits. It's, in, it's oh, like baby. atheists are so dumb and they don't even know it oh, or stuff like that. You I know? would... Die to play like an atheist in one, any of these Christian movies coming out. I just want to be like the wealthy businessman who comes Dude. in and says, "Oh, did God tell you?" Th- I want to take Dean Cain's place. Yeah, sure. any like I think I can hopefully eclipse Dean Cain in well, the next five I or ten years. I hope you have you're ready to also have some kind of life trauma because that's yes. the only reason you would be an atheist. Yes. In the, first the only <laughs> the only reason I murdered my son. Yeah, how that's kind of God how it happens. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that was your, so that was your whole life, your whole social circle. Yeah, yeah, it was everything, and like I, I mean, uh, do we get deep on this or do we? Yeah, you know, no, 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 keep like it shallow. Okay, do, I do not want to hear deep stuff. Yes. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, the thing, like, and I and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound like one of those atheists in those, te- you know, those movies because like, yeah, there's a lot about Christianity that is good and kind and mm-hmm. and you know beneficial, but like. 
I got tired of the us versus the yem, the us versus the them, like mm-hmm. a dynamic. Cause like, no, the world, there's so many great people in there and so many great ideas and so many different perspectives. And like evangelical Christianity is stuck in this weird 1950s morality that never existed in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I, I, I mean, it is, it sounds so cliche, but like when I was in college, I was able to, at Christian college, by the way. Oh, <laughs> so, which one? Uh, yeah. Pepperdine. So I got a little lucky. I got, oh, I got, I got, Pepperdine. yeah, I got scholarships there. And like it was in, which lo- is the Church of Christ. College. Church of Christ. Very It was str- also on fire. Interesting yes. pattern, Jeff. Wow. It's almost Jeff. as if you set Wait, the kindling. <laughs> my smoke <laughs> alarm is going <laughs> off right I now. <laughs> I, I, and so like very Christian college as well, but it was, you know, it's also near Los Angeles and I was able to do comedy and stuff. And, and like, so it was like a stepping off point, I guess. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but did, like, did I, you fucks around with, um, like Christian comedy in Los Angeles ever? No, no, never. <laughs> Luckily I was able to make the clean break. Like the onion was my first comedy job and that was oh, nice. pretty oh, like good, right. you know. Uh, Do you feel like you had this perspective of like, I want to like this, but the world is great because I'm reading comic books and I'm like into this cultural stuff. Absolutely. Like, like it's I feel like so many youth pastors were right in that like it is a slippery slope to be like, well, this isn't that bad. The slope like, is great. The slope, the slope is, is beautiful. <laughs> Grab a toboggan, y'all. Let's ride it down. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Probably my, and this sounds like, you know, but like my my biggest source of like secularism was comic books mm-hmm. and like, you know, X-Men comics, you know, as as non-subtle as they are like the message of x-men is like no people who are different are beautiful and great and we should embrace the otherness and like i started to realize like oh wait like we're the bad guys in the (laughs) x-men comics we are not the x-men in this situation yeah we're the senators trying to stop nightcrawler from having human (laughs) rights and like like, i would credit x like when i got to i I got to write an x-men comic a few years ago and like i had this emotional moment of like oh my like i this maybe saved my life a long time ago all those comic books and like and then I got to travel a little bit you know study abroad thing and like I remember the actual moment when I finally let it all go I think I was like 19 and I was in Istanbul Turkey by myself walking around and I got out to the outskirts across the Bosphorus Strait and it was just like it was like not the touristy part it was just like a little neighborhood somewhere Mm -hmm. and it looked so much like uh, a town of Bernie, which is near me, which is like 3,000 people, which I always thought was like a big city or something. Mm-hmm. And like there's little streets and kids were getting out of school and you hear like the, the minarets, like the calls to prayer. And you are in a different part of the world and everyone seemed fine. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like none of these people were raised the way I was raised and that's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. And it was such a beautiful moment where I felt all that guilt and pressure just kind of fade away a little bit. And it was such like a transformative moment in my life. And it, it came late. I was 19. But like, oh, it, I still think it's about... It's early for some, too. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. But I still yeah. think about that day when I finally, like all the pressure and the guilt just receded a little bit and I opened yeah. myself up more to the world and it was amazing. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, that was kind of the moment that did yeah. it, I guess. That was like my... An, the opposite of a road to Damascus moment. Yeah. I guess. It's, uh, it's what uh, the Gospel Coalition calls a deconversion yes. story. Yeah, they yeah. don't like those. I, so, yeah, I mean, those those moments can also be kind of painful too because yeah. up until that point, like Christianity forms your entire worldview. Really does, yeah. And to suddenly be like, oh, I may not live forever or it, I'm, these people aren't connected to me through God's creation or whatever. Absolutely. Like, it can be really difficult. And it makes, the, it makes you feel like you have failed. It yeah, makes you feel like you if were you, dumb. If you, like, give up yeah. the, if you give up the faith, you've lost. You know, like you, you, you haven't kept the faith. You wow, haven't finished I've, the right, you know. I've literally never articulated it like that. Like, it's like, yeah, you were too weak to keep you were, up with this. Like, yeah, really, it's this like thing. getting divorced. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Um, and it's like admitting to the world that like, oh, your relationship failed. Yeah. And just kind of all this stuff that 
Paul promises and even Jesus promises where it's like, yeah, it's going to be hard. I came to bring a sword, y'all. Yeah. And Paul's like, a narrow path. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, well, I couldn't cut it. And what's weird now is w- when I consider and look at faith and scripture stuff, I don't feel that as much as I feel it from other people who have interpreted faith and scripture stuff in a particular way. Yeah. When I look at a lot of the scriptural stuff and whether it's faith, myth, literal, figurative, whatever, uh, that it doesn't compel me to a place of like, oh God, I'm a piece of whatever, right, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. But that's really cool to hear that because like Caroline said, a lot of people's, that moment for people can be really grievous or painful, but it sounds for you like it was just like a release of a burden. It really, like, one, like the, yeah, the, the whole narrow gate allegory and all that, like, I don't like the, there was this quote by Shakespeare, uh, okay, that's I, one of those guys now, Please, but like, yeah. uh, there's this line from, I think, Hamlet, it says, there are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy, mm-hmm. and when I ran across that, I think I saw it in like a Steve Martin movie of all things, <laughs> it's on like the billboard in LA story, but I remember like, crying, oh, yes. I remember crying when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's the articulation of it, there's so yeah. much more out there nothing is wrong with your philosophy or you know there can be but like there's more than just one way to look at it yeah. and like there's more things out there and yeah and i still i don't hate christianity at all there's really beautiful things in it in fact i now that i'm distanced from it i love the story and like the lore and the myth of it all a lot more and you know, like i love reading like you know, like russian novels have like they grapple with these things so much like mm-hmm. i like the grand inquisitor in, in brothers karamazov is one of the best short stories ever written about faith and 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 power and all that and so i i kind of i love having like made it through that journey so that now i can look back and appreciate the the art and the imagery of it i guess yeah uh, but without br- the like pressing of like what's the message i need to apply yeah, to my life right yeah. now and, and without like, like the veggie tales stuff yeah. and, like without without like the the, the used are you car about to slander name. bob and larry sir <laughs> i'd say Shut they up. they 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 watered some things down they watered down some hard truths <laughs> sure <laughs> well because it was fresh it was yeah, fresh yeah, vegetables exactly but i feel like one okay, so one of the goals in therapy, a lot of times, mm. or at least the therapy I've been going to, is to be able to re-experience bad or negative events or or trauma, like as it's classically defined, to be able to remember it and to be able to understand it and process it without reliving it right. in an emotional way, where you don't feel it. So you can say this happened and I felt so bad, but then you don't feel so bad when you think about it. Mm. So it's really hard to do and it's still like so sensitive but like a lot of this stuff where it is just like I think the world should be able to ridicule Carmen. You oh, know yeah. what I, oh mean? I I wish. Like I wish like, I wish Carmen was universally known. So we can talk <laughs> so do about I, it. You know what I mean? So it's like if there is a way and not to get too like and that's why we're doing this podcast, but but just in the way of like, can we re experience these things without reliving them? Can right. we can we like healthily like whether it's in a glass case or contextualized with like a post-faith worldview or perspective or a progressive worldview and perspective be like this is okay this is good this is bad separate the wheat from the chaff as as it were and just to be able to say like you know what this is actually kind of fun yeah and not out of like a defensive mechanism of like i need to protect this and circle the wagons and make sure i'm being like a good representative of my church or things like that yeah and that's yeah yeah, like i yeah I, i like a christianity that knows how to like take the hit it's like it's been a, like Christianity, you know, you we set our calendars to it, you know, like Western <laughs> storytelling is based off of like Christ myths, you know, like I, I like that you can evangelical Christians are so like defensive and they get so like I, I like but like Christianity has endured a lot. So like it should be the, the, the motto of Pepperdine University is truth has nothing to fear from investigation. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't know that was yeah, a motto. It's a pretty, it's a great it, motto. Yeah, like I have, I have my issues with the school, but like it was a pretty good motto. And I thought I think about it a lot. It's a pretty good like 
model for Christianity. If, if people really believe all of this, like, yeah, be able to talk about it and be able to. Yeah, you, know. you shouldn't be afraid to go see The Matrix or whatever, because if your <laughs> well, the faith Matrix, crumbles it, from The Matrix... If you actually then... look at The Matrix, there's a lot of demonic imagery in it, and there's a lot of, you <laughs> know, like, true. they're and trying to that, make false idols. I felt idols, like there was a spirit I, in me after I watched yes, it. Yes, yes. But in 2005, it became, The Matrix is actually the most Christian yes. movie ever, because oh, yeah, that's a Messiah story. My yeah. favorite thing is when youth pastors try to co-opt popular culture. Like, yes, Batman Begins, when you look thing. at Batman Begins, it really has a lot of Christ imagery. I think it's just about... Gladiator. But isn't that just like like and you you would know obviously with your jobs and stuff but like it's not just like myths yes you know what i mean like <laughs> it it's more joseph campbell's <laughs> stuff than it is like it's actually really christian yeah again i've said this before i apologize for repeating on the podcast but i still can't get out of my head my group of christian friends when i was young that we all went and saw moulin rouge the musical <laughs> with nicole Kid- kidman and ewan oh, yeah. mcgregor and they were all convinced it was the book of hosea retold in what? musical form because there is like Gomer's a prostitute and uh, Hosea, blah, 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 blah. So there's like right. some parallels, but <laughs> just upon cursory inspection, the direct, Baz Luhrmann's like, eh, it's Orpheus in the underworld and yeah. we just sit with music. <laughs> they're like, no, no, he has to say it. Yeah, well, that, that plays into like the other worlds than dreamt of in your philosophy. Like, yeah, like, there, you know, you can put whatever you want into it, but like there are other stories out there too. <laughs> there's yeah. like, not, not everything has to be deeply Christian for you to enjoy a piece of art. <laughs> yeah. But the, yeah, like, my, my brother's all about that. My whole family is still very religious. And so like, They've watched a lot of these Christmas movies. They've watched a lot of these Hallmark movies. So, Ooh. like, I am deeply, uh, deeply embedded in the beast. And I'm, I'm going to be going home in a few weeks. So, uh, and you're going to be bringing home a copy of Christmas with a capital C. <laughs> oh, I would. Be, I think they would. I, that would be my prodigal son moment. I think. I think they would welcome me back. I'll send it to you. I, I had to buy it on DVD to get it for this episode. So, <laughs> please, we I own be, a copy of yeah, it. Yeah, no? we need to distribute. I think the sad truth is, like, I am the evil businessman in a Hallmark oh movie gosh. now. Like, when I go home, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I have to get. Back to my work. Do you? I have, I'm the I don't evil, have time. easily influenced coffee lady. Oh, good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> now, I was going to ask, like, do you feel like, uh, and you don't have to get too personal sure, with, sure. if you don't want to, but like, uh, how has it been with your family with like kind of where you are in your life right it's now? It's gotten, you know, it's, I want to say it's gotten better. Uh, it's gotten a little better. Mm-hmm. Like, I, my, my parents, and th- this is a thing, like, I am very lucky to write. My parents are wonderful people. And I would say my mom, especially is probably, I mean, the best Christian I know. And she is, I mean, wonderful. She takes care of everyone. She suffered such hardships in her life, both of her parents died. You know, she had to mm-hmm. bury her parents. Her brother died, like a oh. lot like a lot of pain. And yet she is the most giving, like wonderful person that I know, works so hard. Like my family had a rough time during the recession, you know, like dad lost his job, very tough time. And like my mom really stepped up and like really, I mean, she's my heroes, but... And so it's been weird to where, like, I think I've hurt them by not being a Christian, you know? And you yeah. feel that guilt to where, like, she thinks she's a bad mom because I'm not a Christian anymore. Oh, and so, like, yeah. that, sorry, I'm getting deep. But, like, oh, that's fine. And yeah. that is such yeah. a, that is a very difficult thing. And I still don't know how to articulate to, that to her that, like, yeah. I wish I could free you from that that guilt that and pain. without or, also yeah, being like, trapped in I that. I won't see you in heaven now, which I'm sure is really painful for her. All of that, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I have patience and, and, a great amount of love towards my mom and my dad. My brother, he is one of these Bible belty, like, 
Trump Christians, and I don't have patience for that. Like mm-hmm. that—that's the kind where I'm like, I don't even want to like that. This is this is not cool. Right. And, yeah. and so like that's where I have a bit of a, a struggle still. Uh, but my parents are pretty great people, and we talk, and like we're mm-hmm. we're in good terms. So yeah, my brother, he thinks the Earth is under six thousand years old, and Trump is doing God's work. So like I did. Am, he yeah. watch the Trump prophecy, the movie about uh, the <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'll, I'll link it over. But uh, yeah, so that's something I still. That's tough. So, yeah, when it comes Christmas time, it's always rough. Do you guys ever have like the ride back to the airport or like the enclosed situ- like when they finally sprint it on you? Like oh, sprint like in terms of like you got to come back to God. Like it's like almost an intervention or like almost like they dance around it. There's always Christian stuff. You know, you're watching a movie, and they, <laughs> but like always without fail on the drive. And the Sacramento airport's like three hours away, so it's a drive. Yeah, and and like they're like. I just want to see how you're doing, yeah, man. Yeah, the like, car. Oh, yet? more than that. I mean, my, <sighs> like I get witnessed too, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. and I'm like, I know, like I, I know the plays we're calling here. <laughs> like, it's, but I it's was a, on the team. Yeah, before, yeah. It, yeah, it's a very, uh, it's always an intense experience, like without fail. Like the air. I think I'm gonna rent a car this year. <laughs> so oh, can, just to like head I that mean, off. And this yeah. is so. In uh, to answer your question, I feel like I I don't experience that as much mm. because still like claiming some right. oh, ownership yeah. or, or right. part of Christianity, even though I've drifted so far away from like <laughs> what uh, my parents would consider like, oh yeah, you know, checks out. But there's never, I think there is like a binary element to it where it's like, well, he still says he's a Christian, but it's probably right, fine. Right. Yeah. Even if I'm like- It's like a tax write-off. Freaking, like, oh, yeah. yeah, like, you know. Um, but I think that is, I mean, you're hitting upon what I think is one of the strangest in most difficult conflicts that two people can have on earth. Sincerely, that sounds like hyperbole. But if someone's parents, if someone's like someone who loves you, or if you're the listener, someone who loves you, and they believe this blah, 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 and if this happens, this happens, and if this doesn't happen, this person goes to hell, then it is love. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They are saving your life. It is nothing but love from that framework and understanding. So it's not like you're not listening to me. It's like we've we've just disagreed about what the foundations of earth and time and space are. It could not be more important. Right. Yeah. So So it's like in a way, if there was a passivity, maybe it's like, Wait, so they think I'm going to hell and they're not even trying to save me? Like, what's the deal? Like, yeah, yeah. I have no one's witnessing me over here. What's the problem? Yeah. You know? So it's like, I I can't imagine what it's like to, to have to process that and to have two people who just completely disagree. And of course, this is what probably like gay, trans, and non-binary people go right, through all, right. all the time. But just like two people or a person in your life that just so disagrees on like what your best is and what your like personal good is and what love should be defined for you so yeah i mean do you how do you feel like you go through that we've talked about this before but i think sometimes uh like people are close to me get concerned that i'm misrepresenting god or like misrepresenting christianity and like and the blind leading the blind or something like that um and maybe forego seeing like the healing aspect of that because they're not like reading the emails that we are or seeing how much it's helped me personally in in faith stuff so we we, uh we treasure those emails sincerely yeah (laughs) but yeah but i don't get that car ride home where they're like caroline are you really you know which is i thank my family for i think oh that's that's cool. that's, that's yeah. wonderful that's yeah. yeah to have that 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 i think there's balance. trust there yeah that's great which is yeah. nice but i get a few of those emails too because I, I, oh, yeah. I wrote a comic book earlier this year about oh yeah let's talk about it. I, I, it's like 
I wrote a comic book about Judas Iscariot, like waking up in hell and realizing like what he's done and what's happened, but also realizing the one like, who I, betrayed Jesus. Yes. And, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah the Judas. The, yeah, yeah. The guy who, who set the whole uh, crucifixion story in, into motion. Like mm-hmm. he, and like, I always felt bad for him growing His up. His story is so sad. Yeah. Because if you believe in like the literal story of, you know, the gospel and all that, like this was set in motion and he had no choice. Like Jesus even tells him like, you were going to betray me. Yeah. And, like, and he, it, I think they even imply that like, God created Judas on right. some level to act this role. Yes. Like and he, sa- there was no other. And it says that you know Satan enters him, or you know whatever whatever yeah. gospel you're reading. And then like, but immediately after betraying Jesus, Judas has immense guilt. He throws the money back, and then he goes and kills himself yes. out of guilt. And I always thought, no, that's a guy who like that d- should d- be a redemption story. Yeah, and so yeah. like, I ha- it's a very like dark story. It's like a graphic novel thing, but like it, it's 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 like dark kind of redemption story, <laughs> like uh, this dark odyssey through hell or however you want to say it. Of, oh, like, really? Like, and, and then I always wonder, like he wakes up in hell and he realizes like, oh, I never had a chance to be anything other than this. Well, this is not fair. Like I've ah. been sent to hell so this guy can like save everyone, but I have to be like, and, and like it's this Like uh, he dilemma. was the sacrifice. Yeah, and, and so like anything. it's a little bit of like, and then like Satan's there. Obviously, you know, Satan is in, a, you know, he's in hell. And he's like, yeah, man, this is how the story goes. <laughs> but, like, but eventually, like, the crux of the story, I, I, in, like, Protestant upbringing, they don't really say, I know Catholicism is, is a little different, but, like, I was never really taught, like, what happened to Jesus in those three days, like, when he goes. Yeah, at, I heard, like, theories that he, like, goes down to hell at some right. point, and, and he's also in heaven, and he, he was busy. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to play with that a little bit. It's like, the crux of the story is that, like, Judas is in hell, and then, like, he sees Jesus die, and then, like, well... Jesus goes to hell too. And they you have this little kind of a hopefully a poignant like one act play where Jesus has to confront that he fucked this guy over. And it's this moment of like and and I don't want to have like a powerful Jesus. Like if he literally took all the sins of humanity and he is in hell, this is a Jesus who's been stripped of his godhood and he is suddenly feeling all the weight of humanity and sin, and he's face to face with a man that he betrayed. And it's this moment of like, and now Judas to sort of like make the story work like the story this narrative he has to forgive jesus on his way out like and like judas is still left in hell you know no one like you know god doesn't care about him but like but for for like the whole story to work in like the underworld like judas has to bestow an act of love and forgiveness to the man who betrayed him and now jesus understands like i i I hope great story thank you so much yeah Yeah. i i sorry i sorry i was gushing about it like it was a story that i it, it was a way for me to confront what i hate about Christianity, but also what I really love about it is that like that, that, you know, that quote, awful grace of God, like yeah. that, that, that trembling power of like redemption and forgiveness, even when it's maybe not exactly deserved or earned, but it's there despite of it. Like the, the, that, 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 that unconditional love and forgiveness, like that the weeping in the dark sort of like, yeah. you know, monastic uh, grace. And like, it was, a and the guy, uh, Jacob Rebelka is this Polish uh, artist who drew it. Uh, I've never met him just over the phone. But, like he he made such beautiful, like almost like stained glass imagery to the story. Ooh. And like it's really like I'm so happy with how it turned out. And I I bring it up because I get emails from people and it's a pretty dark story. I think it like yeah. I mean, I think it, you know, makes valid critiques, but also like it has some um valid like praise for the religion too. And like I get emails from like 
priests and and pastors and people in seminary and i think someone's going to teach it and like they shouldn't it's not <laughs> but no, it's going to be taught in like a seminary school somewhere That's like so as, cool. and like it, i have been so encouraged by people reaching out and emailing me about it because i wasn't Especially sh- people within the faith yeah. too who are like thank yeah. you for yeah yeah and like the, 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 my family's not been a fan of it, but <laughs> but like uh it's been i've been very encouraged to see that people really liked the story because it had you know, it didn't pull any punches, but it also highlighted things they really like about Christianity. And, and yeah, it's been, it, cool. and it's not funny at all. Like I'm a comedy writer, but it was like my... Well, it sounds hilarious. Yes, yes. Yeah. Funny, I, yeah. I love that you talk about that because I think we have such an uncomplicated view of Judas a lot of the time right. as Christians where we're just like... Because it has to be. Wow. So the lesson for us as kids was just like, don't be Judas. Don't be Peter. Don't be the guy that betrays Jesus yeah. under duress, you know, and just like go for it and play your role basically. And, but it, it should really bother us you he's, know that like that happened to he's him. so human and you he know, killed himself out of regret and, and like, no one was he doesn't there, get saved yeah, yeah no he one was there to forgiven. save him yeah and, and, and yeah and i do you think about there's that one little passage uh jude like jesus is getting like his feet washed uh with oil or he's getting like anointed and judas says like couldn't we have sold that and given it to the poor yes and jesus mm-hmm. says oh you'll have the, the poor will always be with you and i'm like oh i know that's that quote weird... has always bothered me too yeah. and people are like see it's more important to like serve god in that moment yeah. but it's like but also literally there's poor people yeah who, kind of like, a selfish use that a yeah. selfish move by jesus and like that <laughs> jesus was really practical <laughs> in that moment i was thinking that jesus christ superstar song yeah, when, yeah. when he's saying it's literally that moment that yeah. Moment, yeah. yeah. And like I, I think Judas is way more human than we yeah, than we're allowed to give credence yeah. to. Like he he followed this guy for years, really believed in it, lost his faith along the way, did something he regrets and and no one was around to forgive him or save him and yeah. he, he lost himself. And even as Christians, like don't forgive him or think about no, him. No, no. Yeah. yeah. It's so it was a fun to write a story where he becomes like this like I guess like dark saint of hell yeah, or something. Like that's, he's that's the that's ultimate a bit forgiver or like is, sacrifice. Yeah. That's really way. beautiful. Yeah, because we don't cool. we don't consider that humanity. I and there's people that. that probably feel like Judas in their life every day. Yeah. Party of one. <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh man. I wish there were more uh more movies or books and things centered around that idea of like really unnecessary forgiveness. Like those those movies are so like yeah. have you ever seen Philomena, that movie? No, I haven't. That but... one is like centered around a story of like Radical forgiveness. Yeah. Forgive my Christianese no, please. phrase, yeah. but yeah. like <laughs> come to the stirring at seven PM on Wednesday. <laughs> radical forgiveness. Can we do it live with some radical forgiveness? Oh. No, but I, I actually But they're agree. like deeply like, moving stories and it's not a love story. It's not a like family thing a lot of the time. It's like just that, yeah. That deeply that like uh, uh even like Les Miserables is like such a deeply Christian yeah, story about like the novel or the musical or like it is deeply un, unearned unconditional love and forgiveness and then one man does not know how to handle it and yeah. he doesn't and it's that battle between New Testament love and Old Testament law you know yeah. I, 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 I'm a big Les Mis fan I'm a big Javert fan yeah so, totally yeah but yeah I I, th- I agree there should be like so much of Christian stuff now is so surface level and like weird and you know bad but like there's really some deep like mythic grandeur yes. to it and it was fun to re- try to tap into that with, with the Judas comic yeah, and I think that is true that so much of it is surface level and just kind of like whatever disposable is still at the mainstream level, and especially like, you know, we know Hillsong's going to be in the top 10 anytime <laughs> they put on an album or whatever, but I do feel like we're in this age now where there is more art like this and more art like 
like like the comic that you made where it's like inflected by an honest perspective and there's more of it now there i really do believe there's more of it as much as there's crappy pure flicks movies and newsboys and all this stuff right right there's more of that it's just harder to find and it's not going to be in the mainstream and it's not going to be in lifeway you right. have to search it out I don't know where to find it. I was going to say, what is out there? I'm begging for it. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's just like, it's going to have to be people like putting out their own stuff, like it's self distribution stuff. So, uh, where do you feel like you're at now? Like, what do you feel like your perspective in in life or like. uh, Yeah. I I think I'm still uh, the bad guy in a Pure Flix movie. (laughs) I'm still. Great. But I think I am, like, I. I've reached a point in my life where I've, I, there's been enough distance, and and I like a lot about religion, and there's a lot, and like there is, I, I do get upset. I'd get more upset now by the Bill Mars of the world and the Ricky Gervaises, and like all that, who like they just shit talk all day, and like they and they they're upsetting things that are deeply important to people, yeah. and like yeah. and again, like I said, my mom is defined by her Christianity, and she is a wonderful person, and like to just blanket all that is as bad as what other Christians do when they blanket all other people. Exactly. So like, be like, oh, they're just small-minded. Or yeah, something and like I love, and I is. love the narrative and the literature of Christianity, the art. Like, I really, I am, I, am, I guess I like old stuff. I do, I, and I love just like the heaviness of the gospel when you read it. Like, mm-hmm. the scene when, when you know, the cast the first stone, you, you know, you, you, let he who is without sin cast the first stone is an amazing, like, short story. Yeah. It's so great. And so like, personally, I, I, I guess I'm an atheist, but like, I, don't hate Christianity. And in fact, because I don't adhere to it, that makes me appreciate the story. And I do try to live like Jesus, I guess. Like I do try to be nice and I try to help other people even when it hurts or whatever. Like, I, I really do try to live that way. I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm, but I'm not, I would not say I'm a Christian, but like I've learned a lot from it and it's deeply embedded in me. So I can't escape it. But like, I, I, I try to be, oh, it sounds so cheesy, but like I, um, practice abstinence. Yes. I, I've never had stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <until> marriage. <laughs> yeah. But like, I try just to have a more open, glo- I try to go back to that moment in Istanbul to where it's like, try to be more of a global person and understand where other people are coming from. And just, yeah. I don't know, it sounds so cheesy, but like no, I try I guess, to be, yeah. I try to be more global with uh, who I am, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Cool. And and I think we should all strive to be more like Christ, except for the part where you resign yourself to poor people existing all the time forever. <laughs> yeah, uh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, homeless? what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, there's another. Uh, Nate brought this up the other day. There's another like quick moment in Jesus's life where like a woman's gla- grabbing on his cloak, who's poor, and he's just like, "Be gone." <laughs> who touched me? Yeah. Seriously, hold on. Who touched yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the TMZ tapes leaked of Jesus's confrontation. That and then like it's like you have to leave your family for me. It's like oh yeah, yeah, my family is pretty cool. Calvin, no, no, leave your family. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, Well, speaking of mythic grandeur. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for sharing your story, (laughs) Jeff. That was really beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. Let me do that again. And we'll take a break, and we'll be. Let me try that again. I'm going to leave all this in. <laughs> Let's take a break and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. That was the one. <laughs> we got it. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit. Even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because... It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for 
my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive in. Come on, let's go. All right, Christmas with a capital C. <laughs> but before we dive in, I want to ask you, Jeff, about your exposure and experience to Christian pop culture stuff. Because we were actually talking back and forth a little bit uh, before we assigned you this horrible homework assignment <laughs> of this movie <laughs> about like some of your uh, your experience with it. What did you have growing up music oh, and yeah, stuff? Oh, yeah. Like I, I, my entire like, yeah life was Christian pop culture for a yeah. while. And then like my, uh, thank God for my neighbors who were not Christians and like they introduced me to the Simpsons and comedy and like all that stuff. So like they truly like saved my life more than I can ever say. Oh. <laughs> but like my in my home, yeah. I had a lot of Breakaway Magazine do, do, for teens. I have a like, box of those. In yeah, my, Focus in my on the Family Magazine, yeah. and mm-hmm. like and uh, I had like the Teen Study Bible. I always love Extreme Teen yes. Study Bible yes. with the rainbow. Yeah. Did you have Jericho Joe, like the guy who was like the cartoon character? He's like, <laughs> so in this part, Lot's wife. Let's just say, uh, <laughs> like, like I love it with like we should do that. Yeah, Little with like cartoons. When they like when they try to like soften the harder parts of the Bible for yeah. teens. Like so. uh this was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, also could be known as a cricket yeah. in our day. So yeah. in some ways, this might be genocide. <laughs> now, back then, <laughs> slavery was cool and fun, yeah. kids. You know. <laughs> Consider it like being a waiter. Yeah. <laughs> Women are different than men, right? So they have different power. You know, it's just like a very, like, uh, I, uh, looking back, it's so funny to go and look at like little Jericho Joe <laughs> moments. I'm like, try, like, like holding your hand through the horrors yeah. of the Old I Testament. I gotta look this guy up. And I loved, uh, I mean, all uh, the animated videos. You have Nest animated series, like animated Nest. stories Wait. from the Bible. Yes, I, I did have those. I actually went back, like when I was writing Judas, and like a lot of them, I would say. St- I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm nostalgic, yeah. but like, they kind of hold up. Like, yeah, there the, was one for Esther. I don't know yes, if you saw that one. Saw the Esther one. Uh, Pow, Xerxes. Yes. 
<laughs> my favorite, I mean, like the gospel ones, I still think like a pretty good adaptation, like maybe better than the actual Bible. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a good streamlined version. I grew yeah. up with like, uh, I mean, Carmen was the big one. Like that, like Carmen. You were into him a lot or it was, I was just around? Carmen. You were we, into him. My friends, the Bakers, uh, we did a choreographed like live performance of Carmen songs with like the cassette tape for their family. Oh. Like we put on shows, <laughs> lip syncing to Carmen. What was one of your big uh, Carmen songs? My favorite Carmen song, it was like attached to the music video. It was called Great God and it was him just kicking ass. <laughs> like, he, exactly. And like, yes. He loves oh, to kick ass in his videos. <laughs> yes. And it takes place during like the Inquisition, but somehow Christians aren't the bad guys. <laughs> and like Carmen, uh, someone throws, Car- Carmen's on trial. Uh-huh. And they throw Carmen a Bible and he grabs it and it transforms into a sword. Oh and he transforms like that red Christian cross, like yeah. a crusader outfit I found out later. And like he starts just kicking ass. And, oh my like, God. The Inquisition- he would glorify yeah. crusaders. There's an this essay is, to be written about man. the... Yeah, this is his. Uh, this is him defending himself on trial against, I guess, other Christians. Or maybe it was. Uh, yeah. It's coming. The hit is coming. Fuck yes. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling it, guys. I'm feeling it. This is his stadium anthem. Like I, we went to see him at Arco Arena in Sacramento. Arena. He, oh yeah, this was like the heyday of Carmen, like '96 yeah. or like when Carmen was just God himself. <laughs> Carmen, re- Carmen eclipsed God on the Christian ladder. I think there's a, a big argument to be made for a huge swath of the country. Carmen is the id. Yes. of like white male Christianity yes. maybe yeah. and like that song I think I heard you guys talk about it, like make America uh, America again it was America like it was proto Trump it Amer- was just like yeah. talking about abortion and gay marriage and like all it was like, no yeah. prayer in school and yeah. protests yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Pro- I remember going back I remember thinking that like when I watched it at six like yeah I guess right America's yeah, going down the tube I went back insane. to watch in 2018 at the, oh wait no have you seen Carmen, like uh, it's a it, the sad fate of Carmen, like his pro-Trump songs and all that. Yeah. President, yeah, we watched that in the Rick and Morty room. I introduced the Rick and Morty room to Carmen. To Carmen, oh, good. The JC rap I love a lot, like it's so nineties. And how did they take it? They were, they were, none of them really were raised that religious. They were just confused by the whole thing. But I think they enjoyed it. Like they, they enjoyed like the nineties. Did make perfect sense to them? No. Yeah. Now I want, I want to challenge our listeners, and I mean this sincerely because so much of the stuff that we talk about is like this bad thing is good this good thing is bad if there is a truly you think empirically objectively great or even good carmen song send it to us goodchristianfun at gmail.com oh i mean great god at the end he's (laughs) fighting the guys Uh, he's they turn into bats when he hits them with the sword and then they fly off and he is a history teacher and it turns into a dream because the history te- student was having this dream about her teacher. Nice. I guess she was hot for Carmen. No, uh, this is great. This yeah. is Inception It is a piece stuff. of art. It's a piece yeah. of art. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, he, it is a work of Christian art on par with Ave Maria at like season three of Daredevil <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in the midst of all that. Uh, Carmen invented Christian cosplay. Yeah. And then uh, before we get into the movie, Christmas traditions. What were yours growing up with your family? Um, we yeah, pretty standard, I guess. Like, well, we open Christmas on we open presents on Christmas Eve. Uh, I don't know if we have that many traditions. Like, it's we just read. Yeah, we would read Matthew uh, when before we do it. We'd read mm-hmm. like we'd read like the Christmas story. I guess. 
no real surprises. It's all kind of the same in that way. There's not a whole, we we live in kind of the the, the country, so we'd go cut down our own tree, which is kind of fun. We Ooh, just find a tree. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you you just, just buy it. Yeah, no, it's a just, birch tree. You, yeah, you just find a tree <laughs> and cut it down. Uh, we used to read the story, but then they would make me do it in different voices. I remember I I read the Christmas <laughs> story as Obama one year. Oh you wow! Did? How did that go over? Did they like Obama? They or? Lo- well, oh, they liked my Obama impression years. of it. Interesting. So this was recent. Uh, no, it wasn't. You were like, you know, 25. He, he started to be president in two thousand four, as we all know. Um, and uh, so it was like I was fifteen. It doesn't matter. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that, uh, we used to do that, and then we would do the thing where on Christmas Eve the siblings would each give each other our presents because I have a brother and sister, so oh, we would sure. do, we would do that exchange the, the swaps, night before. Yeah. Did you guys do Christmas Eve service too at church? Yeah, but then the last couple of times I didn't like like being home. My parents are like, oh, "Church, I don't want to go to yeah, church." Yeah. <laughs> I think I've <laughs> replaced all the Christmas like traditions of my childhood with like the Christmas like angst and trauma of going back home now. It's like my Christmas tradition is the airport, right? Sure. <laughs> my Christmas oh. tradition is being trapped by my brother to watch like these videos, like these DVDs on Christian archaeology. <laughs> so, oh, oh man. Gosh. And like seven day creation and like, apologetics. That was like a stress. Convenient truth. Yes. <laughs> all that, that stuff. One. A yeah. convenient truth. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, next time you're home, you can introduce your brother to Christmas with a capital C. <laughs> A Pure oh, Flicks yeah. movie from 2011 starring Ted McGinley, who some may know as Gordon from Sports Night. Did you watch Sports Night? Never watched Sports oh. Night. I've seen him on like Hope and Faith. Hope I, and Faith, I, mar- yeah. Married with Children. Ted McGinley like was one of the go-to ABC sitcom guys for some reason. And they got a bald one in this one. Not Steven, definitely not Alec, but Daniel. Daniel Baldwin. Daniel Baldwin. That's, I thought it was Stephen Baldwin the whole time. I and I was like, Christian guy. And yeah. I was thinking, like, what happened to Stephen Baldwin? Which is already a dangerous <laughs> question to ask. Lost like, and if we're asking that, what's going to even go on? I think Daniel Baldwin, I heard that it's totally unsubstantiated, unconfirmed rumor that Daniel Baldwin picks where to shoot movies based on evading uh, court dates. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, like, this Alaska one. Alaska. This is. one was shot in location, the next on one's location. In Puerto in Rico. <laughs> Let's, uh, let, this is based on the, as it says in the postscript for the movie, this is based on the song Christmas with a capital C by Go Fish, which we listen to I love to when movies are based lot. on a song. I can it, only imagine. It's a, it's a story. Uh, what, can you name one other movie based um, on a song? Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. But it's about William Christmas Wilberforce, shoes. right? A Christmas Shoes. <laughs> a Christmas, a Christmas shoes. shoes. It's a Christmas Shoes. That's Mario's favorite movie. Uh, so Grace. we listened to and talked that, about that song a lot last year. If you want to check it out, you can listen to those episodes. But let's just go ahead and watch the trailer for this movie and kind of get an overview of this production by Pure Flix of Christmas with a capital Straight C. To in Trapper Falls, Alaska, Christmas is the biggest celebration of the year. This is the only time of year the entire world has this like shared experience of peace and, and hope. You know how the entire world celebrates Christmas? Yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas! But that's all about to change. Someone new moving into town? Look at this. Well, 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 if it isn't the Reed Brothers, I've been looking for you boys. Mitch Bright stopped by town today. High school Mitch Bright? You had a high school rival. So what did you guys compete over? Football, basketball, mom. Mm. I won that one. Why would he come back here after so many years? What's he after? A formal complaint has been filed about the town Christmas decorations. Filed this complaint. The Grinch? Mitch Bright. Now to save Christmas. Joe, what are you doing? Season's greetings? It works for everybody. It doesn't work for me. 
He hates God. He doesn't want equal representation of religion. He wants none. You really care about Christians have always cared about equal. Yes. <laughs> if there's one thing they ha they have a clean That's what track record on. For. Two thousand years of human rights. Dan must save his job. You want to run for mayor of this town? Try to change it? You go ahead. You know, try it, it is a high octane political thriller, though. It yeah, is. they're going for the mayorship. Yeah, oh, the campaign sure. trail. It's like Michael Clayton. Honey, please come down. Back off. We are not going to cave in. And the love of his family. Moving the Christ child does no harm to his reputation. Perhaps you are more concerned about yours. To defend the reason for the season. It's not going anywhere. You heard what the judge said then. That doesn't mean that you can ruin Christmas for everybody else here. I'm not going to let you hold this town hostage. Ted McGinley. Just because God's out of vogue in the big city doesn't mean we throw him away like last summer's fashion magazine. Brad Stein. Christians happen to... Oh, they got Brad Stein for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh the Brad Stein. Nancy Stafford. We spent less time like worrying about our rights and more time worrying about others' she needs. Wishes. I think we might actually be doing Christmas. And Daniel Baldwin. American culture is not limited to this small town bubble that you live in. He is Sometimes. absolutely yeah. right. I am on yes. Daniel Baldwin's yeah, side in this yeah. movie. A little angel told us that you didn't get a proper welcome when you came to town. Thought we'd better take care of that. And the true spirit of Christmas. Christmas starts with a capital C. Christ the Lord is the center of Christmas. Not our rights, not our tradition, none of that matters. If it starts to detract us from the one whose birth we celebrate. C for cook. <laughs> Cuckmas with a capital C. <laughs> Here comes Cuckmas for me. All right, so yeah, that's basically oh, it. Oh boy, Ted McGinley's a mayor. He's the mayor of the town. He's the yes. mayor, and he's also like the joyride purveyor. He does boat and plane rides. I think so. Yeah, he has like four jobs in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> he's just always doing something. Him and Brad Steiner brothers. Uh, the Baldwin is an old nemesis from yes. high school. He comes back. He files a complaint about the nativity scene. They fight about it. They come to a compromise and some other stuff happens. Yeah. I am, yeah, like, like I said, I am completely on the side of the Baldwin here. Like, in, there's a scene when he, he goes into the cafe and he makes a kind of beautiful speech about tolerance and globalism and like yes. how America is this place for many cultures. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I, and everyone treats it like, how dare this you? Threat. <laughs> I know, I will say like, despite this movie being very pure flixy, very conservative yeah. Christian-y, like, the people who are on the Baldwin side of things, even the judge who, yeah. <laughs> who betrays her neutrality yes. really early on, like make very cogent arguments of like, you should be not feel threatened by this, you know, like no. why can't everyone have a turn? And like, and the fact that and it the takes... Baldwin makes good arguments to the point of like, this movie might undo itself. <laughs> <if> it's, like, <laughs> and, yeah. and the fact that it takes place in like, war-torn Alaska <laughs> or like far, like on the far edge of the world like it makes a case like yeah yes you are in a bubble like you do not have food supplies here yeah like, it, you're, like, you're in the middle of nowhere like America is vast and plentiful and has many people in it yeah. and many different ideas and, and Brad like, Stein is stuck in this like thought process that no actually everyone celebrates Christmas and like you are in the your, minority uh, your ideals to be wildly conservative compared to the rest of the country <laughs> This comes from the guy that went to Berkeley and lived in San Francisco for 10 years. Because when I think every man, I think San Francisco. Which one is like, I think clearly a homophobic yes. slam. Oh, 100%. But then two, 
Well, San Francisco is connected to a state connected to the 48 continental states. Yeah, it's that weird, like, yeah, kind of Trumpy conservative, like, every man means you live in Missouri and you do manual labor. That's real America, fake America. People that live in cities couldn't possibly also be American or have a point of view. My home state of like 40 million people, (laughs) which has two senators. I love that they signal too with like Berkeley and San Francisco. you, You guys have touched upon what I think is the craziest thing about this movie because if we had if we watched this movie and we had a conversation yeah it's like dumb and cartoony and this guy's like and and there is a lot of that in this movie and it's just like the pure flakes assembly line the same way there's the hallmark assembly line right. now and it's like of course they just kind of crank them out but there is actual gestures towards the idea of like this is a nonsense argument that are articulated well in the movie not as a straw man so that just yeah. complicates this whole thing for me where it's like, what are they even trying to do? And if you're asking yourself, is there a director's commentary for the movie on oh. the DVD? The answer is yes. J.J. Abrams sat down to he talk did. about it. He, he took wow. time in between Cloverfield and Star Wars wow. to oh, talk about guy. Christmas with a capital J.J. And did on, they talk about like what they were setting out to do here? Yeah. So it's uh, the commentary is the producer, the director, who had very little to say, uh-huh. and the screenwriter, uh, the woman who wrote the screenplay. And she articulated she wanted to do a movie in which both sides were wrong. She said, I wanted Ted McGinley's character to be wrong. I didn't want him to be like totally right about blah, 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 blah. So there was even, and I'm sure what maybe her screenplay started from a place where it just got like so torn through the pure flicks meat grinder of like, no, we need MAGA to support this. And a blonde little girl. (laughs) And she's got a dance. They went through 10 blonde little girls in the shooting of this movie. I didn't notice. Uh, But I agree. Like they're actually like in the the second act bridge to the third act. Like I was, I was actually like surprised. I'm like, Oh, Yes, yeah, they it was didn't like paint. a little more complicated. They, than, they and yeah. they 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 uh, they went back to doing like acts of Christian goodwill instead of getting angry about political correctness. Right. And I was like, oh, like and maybe it was. <laughs> I always feel like the Manchurian candidate when I see a Christian piece of media because like uh, if it works on me, I'm like, oh no, I'm, yeah. being, I'm being like drawn back in. You start praying reflexively, Father God. Wait, no, yeah, no, 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 Father God. <laughs> I thought that yeah, that in, that was interesting because eventually. The Christians in the town are like, why are we fighting about putting this display on? Like, right. we should come back to the really meaning of Christian and just or be Christmas, Christian. which is like serving and giving to people. But then they just start serving like out of spite. Yes. Because of this atheist came to the yes. town and challenged them. So they are giving out hot chocolate and gifts and like stuff to As, homeless people, which they the otherwise war. would That's not have war. done. Yeah. This, yeah. This, yeah. This big city lawyer who came with economic opportunities and jobs <laughs> and like intolerance and acceptance. Like, and they thrust him away. Yeah, and they're like, we're gonna give just to like show you. And oh. they put a capital C on everything yeah. to like make sure you're... So they're still well, you fighting, know that but was, it's just right? passive aggressive now. I did listen to the whole commentary and they wanted the capital C thing to become a campaign. Like, you guys oh, yes. put capital C on all your presents, and we'll blah, 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 blah. So that was a part of it. That's Here- exactly how Diedrich Bonhoeffer uh, fought against the Nazis <laughs> with, his, with his radical Viral theology. marketing, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, Here, here's a, a few quick tidbits from Please. the commentary as well. 
The script was written in two weeks. It was shot in two weeks. <laughs> it was shot in two weeks? Mm-hmm. Wow. They did no set dressing for Mitch's house and most of the town because it was shot on location. So when there's like random huge stuffed bears in the background and like wow. weird lights oh, out of place. I kind of appreciate that because that coffee verite. shop really yeah. did look like, you know, a coffee shop in a small town with like old signs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's like... how Jean-Luc Godard did it, you know? Sure. <laughs> Cinema Verite, the yeah, real right man. There. Ted McGinley didn't know that he didn't have to not wear a hat when he was outside because it was freezing cold. It was like below zero. So that's why everyone has a hat on, but he didn't in all those outdoor scenes. And when he found out, he was pissed. <laughs> like, just no one told him, like, you can wear a yeah. hat if you want to. They just didn't communicate. They asked Brad Stein to sing less good because he's such a good singer. Hmm. And uh, the executive producer had a cameo. A couple of executive producers had cameos. But... And their families as well. <laughs> well, one of them was the Statler and Waldorf guy that didn't talk. Yes, yes. The one that talked about bagging old widows on the cruise line. Oh, yeah, that part yeah. seemed very unChristian to me. <laughs> like, wait, I think I have a clip. Those Alaska cruises, you know, they got a lot of retired people, you know, old people, you know, going on those... Two string budget transportation tours together, bunch of old widowed ladies. <laughs> you take it what I'm thinking? Old widowed ladies. <laughs> you got another one of those? <laughs> yeah. Wow. They've abandoned their god. What a nightmare. <laughs> Damn, they want to get some cruise poon <laughs> going through that town. Some octogenarian cruise poon. Welcome to good Christian fun. But it is, yeah, it is such a baffling choice, too, to have Ted McGinley play the mayor. Yes. So he is an official political position, yeah, an elected official. Well, and I guess that proves her point of like he had to be wrong because like he isn't supposed to impose his Christianity in his public office. And like he had to learn that, too. And why is this just not a non starter? Because even the compromise they come to at the end, which is like, they moved the nativity to a not public space. Right? Did that feel like a defeat? Like I, I don't know what I'm supposed to was take. Was there from even that, like from that I, yeah? There's plenty of church. Like, was there even a church in the movie? I'm trying to think. Like yes, there was. There was okay because Ted McGinley heroically leaves his daughter's recital. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> in the middle she of it. Is singing. His, his big and hero he moment. At her. He does not <laughs> go to like, church. <laughs> that is yeah, that cracked me up. Oh man! By the way, if, if you want to watch Christmas with a capital C, it's not streaming anywhere that I can tell. By law, but <laughs> maybe, maybe not. If you look in the show notes for this episode, you'll find a link with a password. I'm not saying it's going to be there, but maybe it is. Probably not. Maybe. Did you guys not. find uh, Ten McGinley's permanent smile a little terrifying? He's like a vanilla wafer with a with a toupee on. Yeah, uh, it's not weird. toupee, but it's just like a very quaffed. It He's is. always played that same kind of just like befuddled sitcom dad. Yeah, yeah and just like bland beef dad. <laughs> It's just bland vanilla like beef. Like Kyle dad. Chandler with less. If Kyle Chandler had zero charisma, <laughs> yeah, and less. Oh yeah, Kyle Chandler's got some like weight and some heaviness. Yeah, to you him. see, he's... you feel like Ty- Kyle Chandler's had some history, like yeah. some bad stuff he's done. Whereas like McGinley's, that yeah, they both went to high school together. I mean, they are the rivals from the film. Like Kyle Chandler has had a few bad breaks. He's coaching football. Like. His kids aren't talking to him that much. Ted McGinley is like having church barbecues and doing a great job. (laughs) I think it's so interesting in these movies with this trope. And I guess maybe it's not that interesting, but how often like the atheist character is always like a deeply broken person compared to the rest of the town. And that's like his downfall. Like the town, (laughs) 
the little girl finds out he lives on he like has an empty house or he's like falling on hard times for yeah. some reason. Maybe he just doesn't maybe he's a minimalist. Maybe he just doesn't yeah. like furniture. And then, no, he and has like, to sleep on the floor. And that's, that's his, what atheists do. <laughs> yeah, that's his like Achilles heel of like once it's found out he's not rich, he's like, Well, I'll be a Christian now. Yeah. It's like this weird well, thing of like when you find his weakness. Once they find out wrong. and he doesn't even find out that they find out, yeah. he all of a sudden starts making these confessions. When I was a little kid growing up in this town, I, uh, I, I was always jealous of you two. <laughs> well, not really Brad Stein, but, <laughs> <laughs> but of you. That guy's weird. <clears throat> Wait, did I? That water is no, keep peak, it going. by the way. Wait, yeah, why did I keep you, all that in? But you can't have it both ways. You can't be this elite, like, coffee shop liberal and, and with a professor, you know, oh, with a fancy professor. Oh, no, but he also eats on the floor and eats cat food. And, like, <laughs> and, like, yeah. And they, yeah, yeah, they try to make... They, like, they, he has to have some emptiness in his life, and that's the reason he's this atheist, yeah. where he, like, has this vengeance on Christians or Yeah, something. he's an elite who is also broken in spirit. Like, the, right. yeah, they try to paint you in all those ways. Which, uh, yeah, it is, like, Caroline said, a pure flakes trope. Yeah, of, and, and he never got and, to be president of the youth group. No. Did you guys? What? Did anybody have presidents in their youth group? We didn't have the president, all, no. but we had a vice president, a treasurer, a secretary of state, <laughs> and a secretary of defense we, like, in our youth group. We prayed for the president. For administration. <laughs> like, we prayed for the Iraq war to go well. That just shocked <laughs> you know, me when they're we like, prayed yeah, that we you would crush him. in Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> and we did. You know, it went, yeah, prayers it went answered. very well. God answers prayers. Aww. There's so many funny little things. Like, the thematics of it blow my mind. But then, of course, there's just, like, the we shot this movie in 14 days touches. Like, when we're supposed to be touched when uh, uh, the little daughter is out as an angel. <laughs> and then Baldwin's like, get down from there. Yeah. And then that cracked me up. Like, why would that be the thing that he, like, really fights hard on? Like, and apparently, according to audio commentary, is even meaner. But Baldwin was like, I don't want to assault Brad Stein. So let's just make it a less... It was like a... <laughs> physical lurch. conflict. Yeah, yeah He's like grabbing the little girl at some point, too. But what cracks me up is when he's leaving the scene, they start singing again, and it's so off key with each other. (laughs) (laughs) Baldwin was right. Yeah, this is Mitch Bright. I don't even have a religious problem. This just, it just oh, it's so pitchy, Doc. <laughs> I was impressed with the uh, the ski photography. There's like a sub. Oh, there's a subplot yeah. in the movie about like teen love and rival like ski teen championship acting. people. There's a Disney Channel movie in the middle. Yeah, of this yeah. Pure Flix. Yeah, and, like, and like I was like some of the cuts. I'm like, oh wow, they actually got yeah. on skis for this. But like, then oh. some of it was definitely like on a green screen. Yes. Like, I mean, next to, I can only imagine. This is the prettiest Christian movie we've watched. This Just by the location. Beautiful. Yeah, true. They shot it on location. It wasn't green screen. Like, uh, Pure Flix does have sitcoms and soap operas that they shoot entirely on green screen. What? Even like office settings and interiors and stuff. So I guess they shoot them in real time. <laughs> but wow. but uh, this, you know, they got a little bang for their buck up in Alaska. I agree. I want to play... Um, because this was based on the song. This was based on Brad Stein's stand-up coupled with the Go Fish song. Mm. So I want to pre- uh, play, you know, kind of the thing that happens in a lot of these movies or TV shows where it's like a sitcom based on the person's stand-up where right. it's like, okay, well, we cast the stand-up. stand-up moment. How yeah. do we get him to, how do we get Bobo Robin Williams crossed with late generation Kevin Max to uh, go on one of his <laughs> signature rants? 
And uh, this is after his kind of love interest at the coffee shop. Oh yeah, he was really creepy to her. Like he was just always yeah. going to the coffee shop, and like, she's not. She was she, not vibing with yeah, it. Like, yeah, it was yeah, not she was cool. Just like, huh? uh, okay. <laughs> and so they literalized the lyrics where it's like in the song it goes, "I went to the coffee shop oh, yeah. to give myself a, a mocha. mocha. <laughs> the dumb girl said to me, Happy holidays.'" And so that actually happens in the movie. She says, "Happy holidays," and then uh, he gets to kind of go off. You happy? Here we go. Hey, anybody not happy? I mean, it's happy holidays, right? Not unhappy holidays, but I, I, I gotta say, there's really only angle. one holiday <laughs> that makes me happy in December. Holidays, well, me and but there's nights too. <laughs> what could it be? Any, any suggestions? Huh? Uh, Boxing Day, right? Make you happy? <laughs> Not me, because I don't know what it's for. Uh, let me see. We got Pearl Harbor Day. This is actually Doesn't get more the audio of Brad Stein at UCB Franklin yeah. <laughs> doing Put Your Hands Together. <laughs> I think it's Christmas. Christmas. Christmas is the only holiday in December that makes me want to get up and shout from Take the rooftops. Yeah, man, hey. like And celebrate it. It makes me happy. I believe in Christmas. And I especially believe Oh, and then Baldwin one. starts taping him on his Christmas phone. Is an oh, good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you something. It's not even a he just you don't be an angry man in a post office or something. Like this is not a comedy routine. You stand for what you believe. Okay, so anyway, I don't uh, Yeah, he doesn't sound fragile at all, right? Listen. <laughs> and I know it's a tough conversation on the show talking about people's content and separating the stuff they put out versus the person. I feel okay saying I think Brad Stein is a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's also because like we looked at some of his other oh, Caroline and I were, ex- we, he, we were exchanging videos uh, that he was putting out he has a YouTube channel that yeah, gets up where to he does like hot topics or something like that what does he call it again it's literally like hot topics or hot takes from Brad Stein yeah oh, and he's no. being like transgenderism oh. now last time I checked you're either a boy or a girl like and that everyone level. in the studio goes ah! yeah you could hear studio oh, like man. hands laughing at he went that. on uh, Mike Huckabee's talk show on TBN and did his stand-up set and he made uh, he he talked about how he loves being in red states because when you go to church you're packing a gun and this wasn't too long after the church shooting Jeez. in South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. So there's stuff where it's like this is a yeah <laughs> not like a, good a willfully person. ignorant person. Yeah. The, a segment on his YouTube channel where one of his correspondents interviews a fetus to talk about oh uh, abortion yeah. stuff, like, and yeah, he it, would be thrilled to like open for a Trump rally or something. Like he he probably yeah, he I'm probably sh- has he probably has. will yeah. if he hasn't already. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this person is in the he's it, kind of this dark horse in this movie. Like everything he said, I just want to like I wish I had something wittier and like really piercing to say about no, I mean, him but he's like, just like profoundly it, irritating guys like me. this like silence is the ultimate wit <laughs> like just leave him like just, <laughs> he sucks like he's not worth the time yeah. and yeah these guys upset me so much we should talk about uh, the kind of like round table scenes they have with like the town council of like what are we gonna do yes. about Christmas oh I think we should play the what the judge says to them moving the Christ child to another place of honor does no harm to his reputation 
perhaps you are more concerned about yours. She lays out like the the policy, and then she just drops it and says, "But I'm disgusted by this." Like, yeah, I love she's Jesus. like, I would never take down. <laughs> she says the Christ Child, yes. which is a horrifying. And she says Merry Christmas and gives Ted McGinley a high five. <laughs> yeah. Baldwin the finger. But she says something like, "Here's three solutions you could do where you're all happy." Yeah, and also, and then she says at one point, and this is in the trailer of like, "I don't think Jesus's reputation will be tarnished by taking down his statue." or something like that. Which, I mean, okay, there's no movie. Like, yeah. let's make a movie about something so else. So, there and you again, go. This is barely, it's like 89 minutes long, right? It's like they, they're skirting in right at the feature line. <laughs> like oh, yeah. That, there's that, probably that... 20 minutes of teen time, too. <laughs> Those ski <laughs> scenes, yeah, they padded hey, them out. Hey, was that a better time on the ski slope? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good, but I got you last time. Yes. I don't know. I really... <laughs> As, Ooh, as someone chemistry. who hasn't dated a lot, I really connected to their chemistry, and I thought, you know, I'd be so lucky <laughs> to. That, uh, that is about the extent. Like, I think the only date I ever went on in high school was uh, we went bowling, and like that is about the extent of our conversation. Yeah, we I went guess to the bowling rink and talked about Star Wars a little bit, and that was a, that was it. But yeah, you know Star what? Cool. They admired each other. And that's something to celebrate. Yeah, they respected each other. They, yeah, they pushed I did, each other. I did appreciate that he yeah. considered her his rival. You know, it was, it like, was like oh, a very okay. Apollo Creed Rocky yeah. thing. Like they really were they they were at each other's throats, but man, they built each other back up. And, and this movie style. is as good as Rocky, I think. <laughs> Ugly. Uh wait, I have a video of this because it is so clear. It is so clear to me. At one point, one of the women at this table says, forget. She says forget in the movie. She says screw when they're filming it. And then they ADR it so blatantly oh. to be forget. So because I guess pure flicks, you no can't swear. have a Didn't screw. Like say screw that. But yeah, let's let's check this out. But what are we supposed to do? I mean, we're supposed to put up uh, you know, we put up a menorah and then we put up the Kwanzaa. I don't even know what that is. The horror uh, of a menorah. Yeah. Jeez. The point is the person bringing the complaint hates all religion. Well, he hates God. He hates God. He doesn't God. want equal representation of religion. He wants none. So we're supposed to bow down to these God haters? <laughs> I mean, is this what we teach our children at the first sign of a threat Then we cave on our traditions and beliefs? In this case, our tradition is technically in violation of the Establishment Clause. Oh, forget the Establishment yes. Clause. Oh my gosh, Did you I guys missed that. that. What? what we want to teach oh, forget. Our wow. Our country and authority? Oh. So what do you think we should do about this? Because this is an injustice. That got that raw. Is what justice. We gain back our Christmas decorations at the cost of our souls. <laughs> Reverend Tiller. Leslie Mad's doing some do good work here. She's great. The nativities become too important. Yes. Yes. Lovely as they are, they're statues yes. made of wood. And we so best not make them idols. Mm. Burn them. <laughs> he used some really good uh, terminology to turn that on them. Yeah. Best not making make them, them idols. idols. Which is true. Yeah, like, it just seems, it feels so complicated to parse. And, like, when they're talking about, like, local government and blah, blah, blah. But it is just, like, just move it. Put, just move it. There's, and it's fine. And you can be the mayor and love it. And it's not a. Yeah, there's 15 churches in that town you can probably move it to. Like, yeah, but no, not a single Jew. Yes. <laughs> we must know. Are we supposed to put up a Kwanzaa man, whatever that <laughs> yeah, is? Yeah, maybe. Like, like a gracious. lot of strange racism and uh, yeah. maybe weird. some anti Semitism. They, uh, well. they mentioned Donald Trump in this movie. Yes. Did you catch that? A very 2010 reference yes. to Donald Trump. Oh, Donald Trump. <laughs> just, that was just a reference <laughs> to him being rich. Yes, every single character in this movie for sure voted. 
voted for Trump, oh, yeah. right? Like every but single one. But the way Bridestein says, and if you watch it again, his face when he says Donald Trump, it's almost like he knows how much he'll love him. And <laughs> yes. It's like a delicious You're name for him Donald to say. Trump. You're all Donald Trump. <laughs> like it's very oh. sexual. <laughs> okay, so the, the mayor and his brother go to ostensibly like dig up dirt on yes. the Baldwin brother, right? Yes. I and mean, then this is, what are that, we doing? I love that because I was like, wait, are they saying he was a part of the mafia? <laughs> the guy's like, he uh, he took care of some stuff for me yeah. and he hands him a stack of cash. Like, he was in To two debt. strangers, yeah. Well, was no, like, what yeah. I took it to mean is like him and his wife had bills to pay and he gave him money for it. Right, mm-hmm. but you he don't said find my that wife out was pregnant. Later. It was an act of yeah. kindness. Yeah. Right. The so bad guy like, did a nice thing. Right, and so that's like how they got, he got money back, which yes. is like, he got his life back, I guess. And of course, the monologue where we get the titular line of the movie. You know, forgive me for looking at this so simply. I forgive my dumb woman brain. I'm a dumb woman <laughs> teacher, moron. Christmas starts with a capital C. The C wow. comes from a name. Mm-hmm. Okay, Christmas. We got Da Vinci Code over here. It's a a proper noun. It's a proper noun. Okay? It's not because of G. It's a proper noun. It's a proper noun. Like it's a holiday. Christ. Christ the Lord is the center of Christmas. Not our rights, not our tradition. None of that matters if, if it starts to detract us from the one whose birth we celebrate. Right? Forgive me, Dan, but I don't think this is something Trump. City Hall can do. Trump. <laughs> Trump. Trump. But Trump. it is something that we as Christians can do, something we have to do. If we spent less time worrying about our rights and more time worrying about others' needs, then I think we might actually be doing Christmas. Okay, so this is why this movie's so End weird. End of movie. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, End of okay, movie. Okay, yeah. Because that's in it, but also like... But they still have to villainize the Baldwin and make him wrong on something. Yeah, I don't the, know. It's so it's passive weird. aggressive. Yeah. It's like, yeah, all the, the... They're handing out hot chocolates at the ski championship. But not to the Baldwin. No. <laughs> and I feel like Brad Stein, the man, would hate that, what yes. she just said. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. So this movie, yeah, it just feels so at odds. But it's not simple. It feels so at odds at, with itself in this very weird strange way mm-hmm. even with the deus ex machina of like they all come to the house and like they have a little candlelight <laughs> vigil for baldwin and they're bringing him new stuff because yeah. when he comes into town there's a moving truck and they're like oh he's bringing all his furniture but actually it's taken away all the furniture from the house because oh. i guess he's selling i guess it. oh i wasn't even paying attention that know. makes more sense but uh oh. did, uh did you guys notice the the actual nativity scene at the end the statues look ill yes. they look like undead <laughs> creepy yeah they're about to come to life yeah, and murder and Mary's the town. eyes are closed and she's just like drained of color in her face it's terrifying it's disgusting maybe nativity shouldn't exist unless they're live nativities yes Ooh. like in simon birch anyway here's some of the insight that i gleaned that you can glean by listening to the audio commentary again this was the second half of that first scene scene that we saw with ted and and uh cooper his his son yeah. playing his son Again, this day was freezing. <laughs> oh, are there? Oh, it's, it's cold in Alaska. Is it like because you were in Alaska? Yeah, that's it's, cool. It's really, really they, cold. I mean, did they just talk about like little things like that? Like this is how this we planned this scene or whatever. Did they talk about like, thematics? And I just love the often? audio quality. Like they they recorded this in the bathroom of a Barnes and Noble <laughs> yeah, on the microphone built into your MacBook. <laughs> yeah. But um. And that's why I thought it would be because I truly listen 
because I'm just like, I want to know the hearts and minds of the people making this stuff. I really want to know, like, was there a compromise? And maybe there was after listening to them say, oh, yeah, we wanted to have them both be wrong in some way, blah, 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 blah. But then there were these, like, really scary rants. I I have not been reminded, or I was not reminded for a while because we live in Hollywood that... Hollywood, How many times people say happy holidays? Seriously, Mm -hmm. say happy holidays. And for Brad to stand up and do this, sometimes I'm saying, all right, that's that's the way I feel. That's That was great, you know. And it did make me aware to say, hey, look, we as Christians have just as much right to say Merry Christmas as everybody else says Happy Holidays. And you so, can't. Like, right. You know what I'm actually telling gave you, you can't. You I don't really care. I'm going to say Merry Christmas. Well, I sure. think if you say Merry Christmas to someone, they can only know that you're wishing them well. And even if they it's not true. are from some other faith, you know. It's not like you're insulting them. You're saying you're, you're wishing them yeah, well. I mean, are they upset just because like a Target commercial it, says Happy um, Holidays? Like, are they that upset at Target? Like, <laughs> just it was yeah, pretty impressive fine. that Brad he 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 did this scene over and over and over. I think we, you know, like an actor. <laughs> <laughs> he did two, three, four takes. <laughs> One, uh, he called it a fun run. He wanted to have some fun with it. It was just masterful to watch. <laughs> But yeah, so, you know, it's still a movie made by that kind of person that's yeah. like, well, we have a right, too, to right. say it. and it's like, yeah, you do. I think that uh, maybe their standpoint is like, but if I am as employed for Starbucks, I'm not allowed to say Merry Christmas. And like, how dare they? And it just, it's never, I don't know, that's never been something that's been upsetting to me, like, because Happy Holidays includes Christmas. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. Christians are finding smaller and smaller battles to fight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, you know, this is a red cup and everything. Yeah. Come on, guys. Like, you're doing fine. And it feels like for all the interesting back and forth and disagreements we can have, this is just not. It doesn't matter. I wish I think it would have been actually cool if this movie had been more of an indictment on Christians that are upset about Merry Christmas. And, like, they kind of include this in the movie, but if it had been more of a challenge of, like, stop debating this issue, just go serve people and, yeah. like, give during ex- Christmas time. Ex- like, exactly. do like, Christmas, don't... Yeah, yeah. Like, and then, like, my my, uh, my region, and, like, they're, they're all fine right now, but, like, there's terrible fires up there right now, and, like, yeah. a lot of devastated people. I was so impressed. And, you know, you've heard me on this podcast. I've been kind of critical of Christianity and all that. <laughs> my dad called me up and talked about all the churches coming together to get food and supplies for all yeah. the people who've lost their homes. Like, that's a Exactly. Like, right. That's and Christians what, do that. They and do. It's and like, like, stop complaining about Starbucks cups and just help people. <laughs> yeah, and like, so but silly. I, that was a moment where I felt very encouraged. I'm like, oh, good. Like, they're they're getting back out there and they're really helping the community. And, re- and like, yeah, do more of that and don't be so passive aggressive with mocha cups and stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just exactly, the wild. Yeah. The, the, they say the word inclusive in this movie like right. it's the C word. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. oh, season's greetings. It's more inclusive. More inclusive. Yeah. It is, it is an offense, and there's so many interesting arguments that will have to pivot the way that, like, Bill Clinton's sex life and the current president's yes. sex life have pivoted. Uh, that's complicated. Maybe oh, that's yes. a bad example. But The airport, but, no, the airport ride that came up a lot. Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> well, and some of the arguments of, like, it's the majority of what we want. It's the majority viewpoint yeah. is Christian, blah, blah, blah. Well, you you probably won't be able to make that argument in like 30 or 40 years. Yeah, so if you and want it's to talk not about, a good argument in the first place It's either. like, might is right. Yeah. That, that is, I think, the most deeply sad thing of all. I mean, I'm sure you've talked about this before on the show, but like just the, yeah, the way Christians, specifically evangelical Christians, have sold themselves to Donald Trump, who is 
not even he's like a character from a story Jesus would tell in the Bible. Yeah. Like he did it like this Bible villain and they've given themselves up to this guy. And like for it's funny because I was I was reading something about like that attitude towards Donald Trump, at least from Christians, yeah. and I think we see him it's actually Megan O'Geevlin like made this argument that uh, he's more of like a Cyrus character yeah. or like a Nebuchadnezzar. Of, yes, like, yes. We have Mike Pence and all these good Christian advisors around this like non-believer yes, who will like fight for our rights, you know, just he's almost like our tool. So. Yeah. And like, you know, yeah, yeah, just because he promises a little like Supreme Court thing here and there. Like, yeah, there are those things that yeah, Christians never we'll, waver like, on. sell everything else. Mm-hmm. It, it really like breaks my heart. Yeah, like, it's that, a bummer. It, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> well, in, in a weird way, and not to humanize the president in any respect, but... It's a weird dehumanizing. You can humanize the president. No, He's but just human. just in the sense of like, it almost feels like the same way we, we think of Judas too, where it's like, well, Judas was a vessel who accomplished such right, and such right. purposes for the work of God, mm-hmm. ultimately. So it's like, be that as it may, this current guy is accomplishing the purposes of blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter if he doesn't have <laughs> a living cell in his brain, but if they're, yeah, right. if Pence they, is in there like Daniel advising and stuff, it's like, it's going to be fine. And yeah, it's dehumanizing. They ascribe all this, yeah, biblical characterization to Trump, but then like in, it, you know, in the Christmas season, like when we see refugees, pregnant women <laughs> running to like have their babies in a safe place and refugees are like, then, oh, no, no, well, that's not biblical at all to help yeah, them. <laughs> like, yeah. like the literal story of Christmas is a pregnant woman and trying to find a safe place to have her baby uh, and on the run from the law or yeah. you know maybe breaking laws or yeah. what you know like but and to have no human or christian uh, appreciation of them it's like but you can ascribe all the biblical grandeur you want unto a man who is the you know the most unchristian person i've ever seen in public life <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. insane not a stretch no no not a stretch at all because guys people- we in this holiday season we do need to be best we need to be Hashtag best. be best. That is true. I'm for sorry. Sure. I, I'm so, yeah, I'm sorry. I think we're all guilty of not yes. being best. When I, need someone... to, I need to take the plank out of my own eye <laughs> before, <laughs> before I criticize the president of the United States. <laughs> when someone says, have you ever asked God for forgiveness for anything? We should say no. Yes. As he has done. <laughs> well, let's get to our final judgments about the movie. The way this works, Jeff, is we give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Oh, sure. We give it a holy toast or a holy roast. Holy toast. We send it up to heaven for some holiday, excuse me, for some Christmas champagne. Thank you. Thank you. Or holy roast. We send it down to hell. Roasting on an open fire. Or if we're a little mixed on it, we can send it to Dave Matthews Purgatory. The space between. Uh, I wonder what we're all going to vote. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a real exciting time. <laughs> Caroline, why don't we start with you? Uh, Holy Roast. Holy, Holy Roast. Roast. Uh, yeah, I um, I don't know. In talking with you and hearing that tidbit from the screenwriter, it's such it's like really disappointing to think about this movie now and how it could have been so nuanced and interesting or like even helpful for evangelical Christianity. Like they just betrayed all of that interest, one by uh, casting Brad Stein, <laughs> just his whole thing. And two, by like complicating a, so, something that should have been a little bit more, I don't know, helpful or, or like self-reflective, I think, than it was. Uh, so, Holy Rose. And it's so, by the way, and to that point, again, it's so simple. It's just like, right. oh, we're focused on things. It's not about things. It's about the spirit of Christmas, about Jesus, and and that is inclusive to all these people, blah, 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 blah. So, like, get rid of the things, focus on the spirit. But instead, it's like, okay, well... But still the things. You know, yes. category B1 in Section A says any nativity, <laughs> but, 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 but like we're just getting into legal... 
ease with it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's turn to Jeff. Yeah, no, I'm going to go Holy Roast as well. Holy Roast. I, I, I was thinking of giving it purgatory for trying to make a few points about mm-hmm. Christian sacrifice, yeah. but I, I agree. <laughs> the commentary sway, and like, there's much better Christian art out there. You can, yeah, uh, yeah there, there are, there are, yeah, just read read a Russian novel or like read I don't so, know, a Christmas Carol. Even like, yeah, this is uh, not worth the time. I mean, you know, I'll watch anything with Danny Baldwin. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a completist. I am. My favorite Baldwin. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you if you need to complete the canon of Baldwin, the good Baldwin, yeah. what is going on with those Baldwins? They they all got some troubles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if they have Google alerts on just their last names. Right. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, Billy's up to this. Alex Dabs. up to this. Uh, I will make it a unanimous holy roast, but it is a little more. Uh, the thing I would be, uh, the thing I want to take away from it is that it's true. It's like it's a little more complicated yes. than just like it's all shitty and bad. There was something almost they almost got almost it. not profound. terrible yeah, uh-huh. in it. That's like it really around like the seventy minute mark. I was like, oh, uh-huh. oh interesting. And then, uh-huh. but yeah, then like you like okay, then you listen to the stand up and the Sonic. Okay, no, never mind. <laughs> that being said, I do have to admire a movie that has the gall to make the the heroic father moment abandoning his daughter. <laughs> yeah. That killed me. That <laughs> moment alone. Because that feels like wish fulfillment for a dad of like, well, hopefully my little girl will know I'm leaving because I love her. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she, she understands. Me to leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, listener, you can go to Ad Christian Fun Pun on Twitter and give it a holy roast or a holy toast or a space between. Get out there and Pokemon go to the polls. Just chilling for the holiday season. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, let's close out this year's Good Christmas Fun. This is the last episode of the Good Christmas Fun season. Wow. Oh, this is this is an honor. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Thanks you're for having me on. Our, our Christmas season finale. Capstone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> the name of our youth group. Was that the name Cap- of your youth no, group? No, no. Oh, the, the cool the Capstone, the urging, uh, the river, things like that. Neon. Yeah. Verge. Yes. Foundations. Verve. Yeah. Foundations. Virgins. Suppress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Are you very going to suppress? sexual. <laughs> uh, Jeff will go around the horn and... Uh, we don't plug our projects or plug right. ourselves. We yeah. lift them up to the Lord. To the Father God. Yeah. To the Father. To yeah. the one true Father for the Christmas season. We put them in a, little, in a little gift bag. We wrap them up and we give them to God. So we start with Caroline with that. Um, you can lift me up on Twitter and Instagram at Caroline's Farts. Hear my little thoughts. Hear my little feelings. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, tidbits. And uh, I'll lift up. I'll actually lift up. Megan O'Guyblin, who we may talk to someday. Uh, but if you get a chance to read her essays or about... Or Geeblin. Geeblin. Or Geeblin. I don't know. Oh, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, she's great and writes about um, Christian themes in the Midwest and transhumanism from kind of an ex-evangelical perspective. But I don't know. Her stuff is just very uh, cool and academic, and I'd recommend reading it. All right. Thank you, Caroline. We yeah. turn to Jeff. Oh, so much. I want to lift up the Father God. Mm. Yeah, the Lord can handle Thank it you so all. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. He's so big. He's so good. He's, Praise so he's a big husky uh, God. Oh, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> big husky God. I want to lift up. He's a Ted uh, McKinley God. <laughs> I want to lift up Carmen, who I'm sure he needs help right now. Hey, uh, thanks for the lift but, up. I'd love to lift up. <laughs> you, Carmen. You're welcome. I would have lift up Scott McGreedy, my old youth pastor, mm-hmm. lift him up in prayer. I would lift up, uh, if you want to find me on Instagram or Twitter, it's at Jeff Loveness. Uh, I, don't want to, I don't want to praise myself, though. That's not, you know, I don't want to lift up. No. Uh, my graphic novel, Judas, is in bookstores now Hell or yeah. online, Amazon, wherever you want to find it. Uh, I'd like to lift up 
the King James Bible, uh, check it out. Ooh, that it's one in a, particular. It's a good read. Yeah, yeah, yeah good the read. The These Thousand Those. <laughs> I like the, he- yes, I love the heaviness of it. Yeah. R.I.P. Eugene Peterson. Mm. Uh, well, you can lift me up at Kevin Aww. T. Porter. What? I am sad he died. I liked him. I he am. giggles through it. What? <laughs> you could be sad that someone died and still laugh about it. That's called grieving. Mm. Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter. I will lift up. I've been looking for some new Christmas music. I think I found a real gem in an album called Like a Gift from God or Whatever by Chris Farron. There's some really, really good stuff. I think it's almost all original Christmas music. I think it's entirely original Christmas music. I really recommend the song I'm Not Ready for Christmas, a, d- a duet between him and Mae Whitman from Parenthood and oh, yeah. Arrested Development and Tinkerbell and all that stuff. And you can lift us up everywhere on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff at Christian Fun Pod. And you can leave us a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Every review that you leave, we donate a dollar to a charity, different charity each month. And this month's charity is... Uh, we're donating to the Relief Fund for the fires in Northern California. Oh, well, thank you so much. As, yeah. <laughs> being, as being from that area, thank you so much. And okay. yeah, if you get, leave a lot of reviews then. Yeah. <laughs> leave a lot. Leave, leave a lot. lot of reviews. Leave yeah, they need lot. some help. And if Make up many aliases <laughs> and keep reviewing over and over. That's very nice of you. Thank you. <laughs> However many minutes you've listened to the podcast, leave that many reviews <laughs> in particular. So two? It helps. The, hey, come on. <laughs> it helps the show out. It helps people find it. Blah, 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 blah. Great blah. is your reward. Great is your reward. If you, you know, if you leave a review, you will ha- you'll get a review so in heaven. Crowns. You'll get a review in heaven from God. So Ooh. there you are. See, God is the ultimate follow for follow. <laughs> Um, and, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone listening. Yes. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Non-Denominational, whatever that you're doing. We wish you all the best during this Advent season. Happy Winter Solstice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if, you're, uh, if your church plays Sufjan Stevens songs, ask them why. <laughs> what? I want to go to cool church. I never went to... Uh, some of them are cool, some of them are not. Oh, wow. But they all like Sufjan. And Jeff, thanks so much for joining thanks us. Thanks so much this for being was, here. I've never talked about this stuff. This is great. Oh, thanks so much. for sharing yeah, your story. Yeah. Happy well, to be on it. There's nothing left to say except for in all of Pont's people said amen. amen. Guys, let's go out with the titular song. Titular. I remember when people used to say things like Merry Christmas to each other. Did you listen to this? I did, yeah. It made me nervous on the drive Yeah, over. your shoulders tensed up, like, reflexively. Yeah, we're, we're all very scared right now. Yeah. Because w- without this stand-up routine, we wouldn't have the movie. No, it's given us so much. We make should you, be you thankful. We have this time together. Art has the power to inspire. Yeah, know? it brought us together. Brad Stein brought us together. <laughs> and now we have to kill him. And now we have to do something so, about Brad, it. if you're listening, this is a threat. <laughs> I'm coming for you. It's giving you a head start. I feel like he would sue us for libel or yeah, something, right? Yeah, that is right? a joke. That is Just a joke. kidding. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, we'll see you next time on Good Christian Fun. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Well, I went to the coffee shop to get myself a mocha. (laughs) The lady at the counter said, happy holiday. And you can't even wrap this under the tree, but here comes Christmas for you. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from me, Amy Grant, your outro pal, giving you a preview of what's to come on Good Christian Phone. It's been a delight, a thrill, and a pleasure to be doing these outros for y'all. But now you know what? Amy's taking a break, and Kevin and Caroline are taking a break next week, too. They're still putting out an episode, but it's a different kind of episode. It's not a regular episode. It's a special episode. So kick back with your nog, 
Uh, you know, maybe even watch my new special on the Hallmark Channel. Smitty's on there. Kelly Pickler's on there for some reason. Uh, so do that. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy all of it. I don't agree with all that stuff in that Christmas with a capital C movie. In fact, I don't know why they did that movie. It's so unpleasant. Oh, just have a good time like me and Vince do. Oh, Amy don't like all the anger in the world. But anyway, here comes Christmas for me. And here comes Happy Holidays from me. That was a HeadGum Podcast.